You are listening to Age of Jeremy, an Age of Radio uh, podcast. I wanted to get started by um, saying that uh, this podcast is not a reflection of the views and, uh, I guess, thoughts of Age of Radio. Um, those These views and thoughts are mine alone. Now, currently, I am the Chief, Chief Executive Officer of Age of Radio for now, um, but I just want to let you know that this isn't anything that's talked about in this specific podcast or in any of the podcasts are not a reflection of Age of Radio, October Revolution Corporation, or any other uh, entity that's associated with Age of Radio. These are mine and mine alone, or the host, or the people that are on the podcast. So I just want to point that out because this one, uh, just want to let you know that we're going to be talking uh, about politics today. And so I just want to throw that out there. This is your first time on the podcast. (laughs) Do me a big favor. uh, Reach out to our Instagram or go on Instagram and follow uh, Age of Radio Verse. Uh, that's Age of Radioverse at Instagram. Also follow Age of Jeremy at Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Jeremy Q, I believe it is. Follow me on TikTok at Age of Jeremy. And also follow me on Facebook at Age of Jeremy. And if you want, go ahead and uh, reach out to Facebook and join our Addicted to Podcasting Facebook group. It's a community that we have um, for people that come together because of podcasting, have a love of podcasting. We also talk about some other stuff there. We're continuing to grow it. It's really important um, that we build a strong community for podcasting, especially for independent podcasters, even though we'll probably continue to grow and hopefully grow into a larger um, uh, corporation or a larger company. um, We still want uh, our podcasting piece of it to be true to independent artists um, and anything else that we do. We want to stay true to the creators and help them as much as we can. And that does it. And following all of these social media things also help as well. You can find all of our Age of Radio podcasts on every single platform um, that's out there, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google, Apple, um, Overcast, CastBox, GeoSavan. I think I'm pronouncing GeoSavan right. It's an Indian app. Go and check it out. Um, So I just wanted to, you know, start off with that, and then we'll go ahead and get uh, started right after this intro. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness, and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. All right, so I wanted to talk about something um, that uh, came up this week. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he had said to me that he was scared for a Biden presidency. And I was like, what are you scared for? And he got really scared for the government infringing on his rights, and which is a fair, fair, you know, argument. Our founding fathers, the gentlemen that wrote our Constitution, did not want the government infringing on the rights of the citizens. We want everything to be, you know, we want, well, we don't want everything to be free. We want there to be a free society where the government does not infringe on our rights and we don't have a fascist state or an authoritarian state um, lie, and we have representation for taxes. And so he had mentioned that taxes are going to get crazy. Um, it's going to hurt the economy. The things that he wants to do is going to cost too much. And you know what? I just wanted to kind of come on here and tell you my 
opinions on that. Um, I do have, as I've mentioned before, have a background in finance. I have a background in banking. Um, and if some of you know what bank I work for um, during the day as I build these businesses, anything that I say on here is not a reflection of um, that bank or any of executive shareholders or boards of directors. Um, so I just want to be very clear on that. These are my opinions on it. Um, and so and so I uh, think that those are some fair assessments as far as the taxation piece goes. Um, and I wanted to clear some things up about what possibly could happen under a Biden plan, mainly because I think it's important as you as an individual, you have a good understanding of the tax laws as best as you can without becoming a lawyer or something crazy. Um, I recommend that throughout the year you actually meet with a tax professional um, to plan what it is that you're um, doing for your taxes and also to think about estate planning and things of that nature. Whether or not you're a six-figure person or a $20,000 a year person, a plan should be for everybody and that should be be available to every single person depending not not associated with their wealth and that's one of the things that's always frustrated me specifically is we always um there's always like a, a minimum that you have to have to get the, the financial planning. You know, you have to, you know, invest 50,000 in liquid cash or a million dollars in liquid cash or something ridiculous. It, and I want to uh, hopefully one day um, have the ability to help most people with their tax planning um, and their estate planning and their accounting if they have a small business. Because in reality, even though corporations employ, um, I actually, you know what, I don't want to say that because I'm not 100% sure and I don't have the statistics in front of me. But what I will say is small businesses are, are the backbone of our country, not corporations. And so one of the things that I kind of wanted to clear up, and I feel that my party, the Democratic Party, so I'm a precinct, precinct man um, for the Democratic Party in Country Gables, um, and I spend a lot of my time on, well, I spend some of my time on politics, um, and I I personally, I enjoy politics, I enjoy part, being a party man, I enjoy clubs, I enjoy you know, cults, however you want to take that. I enjoy secret societies, things like that. That's just me personally. So I enjoy doing all of this stuff. I hope that I, through the things that I, I talk about and the things that I teach people, that other people will want to be a part of this, be go out and be a part of these things as well. Um, but I'm not going to, you know, force anybody to do that. But Traditionally, the Democratic Party is all about small business, the average American, the blue collar American. And one of the interesting things that happened with the ideologies, at least during this past election, I don't know if it's going to continue, is that the narrative that President Trump played was that the Republicans were for the small businessman and they were for the uh, the the labor uh, minus the union piece of it. Um, and they were for the working class. And that's something that the Trump administration and the Trump campaign um, during the first uh, presidency did very, very well. Um, I feel that if the Republican Party had a better um, president with a better charisma, uh, I feel that they could have won this election as well. But unfortunately, I think the fact that people that Trump brought out the worst in people, even though people say that Democrats brought, bring out the worst in people, but Trump brought out the worst in people, not not the 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 riots because those were caused by unjust killings of uh, black men or African Americans um, and African American females and black females. But what I'm talking about is just the presidency in general. Um, he brought out uh, the worst uh, in people, and I think that 
Um, there was a lot of angst just because of the previous administration, the Obama administration, and he played that part really well. He did a great job with his campaign, and they won the, the presidency in 2016, but we were able to flip um, that presidency and get it back to Biden. But the point is, is that people are really scared of what a Biden administration means. And so I think that if we can look at this as best we can of how it may impact you, and I recommend that you seek out a financial advisor, you seek out an av- a regular tax planner, no matter what your income level is, see if you can find someone that can help you, um, and and just kind of kind of get a better understanding of how the taxes work, how tax law works. If you're a small business, get a much better understanding. Um, and I don't think that you'll be as affected by these things as you first would see. So I think that uh, the main thing is if... If the Senate, which I'm looking at this right now, let me just see where the Senate's at. Um, This is recorded on November 7th, um, and Biden is taking the presidency essentially at 290 electoral votes. Georgia's still, I mean, not everything is fully 100% counted, um, but based off of modeling, uh, President Biden now is... Well, President Biden in January, but um, President-elect Biden um, has electoral votes of 290. But if we look at the Senate, the Senate is looking like it's probably going to stay Republican. So for a lot of the people that were worried about how things were going under a Biden presidency, if the Senate stays a a, um, Republican Senate, um, not much is really going to change, in my opinion. It's probably going to be very similar to what it is was like under Trump, except without all of the racism and hatred and bigotry and fascism and authoritarianism and, and terribleness that came out with that. But as far as the actual policies are concerned, I would say that I don't believe a, much is going to change. Um uh, I think that uh, sentiment from investors may affect the stock market a little bit. Um, I think that uh, I think that if Biden can make certain things work, you'll see a big spike in stocks. You know that have uh, that are associated with cleaner energy. Um, I think that we'll see that. Um, but for the most part, if the Senate stays Republican, I, I think it's just going to be very similar to how it was, but without all of the shit on Twitter um, and all of the shit in the media and everything like that. And the 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 craziness that Trump brought out, I think it'll just be just like a normal everyday thing. Um, so so I don't think that you have too much to worry about. But if if Biden's able to work some magic and um or the, the Senate goes to the Democrat Party, then there are some things that you have to look at as far as um, taxes. And so the biggest one that I think that people are um, frustrated about is taxes are going to get raised. Now, traditionally, the Democratic Party doesn't like raising taxes on the middle class. The Republican Party thinks that, though, if you end up raising those taxes on the corporations, and that's going to negatively impact the uh, the middle class, which I, I disagree with. I think that if you tax the small businesses um, that aren't larger corporations or what, will, what are C-Corps, which we'll talk about in a second, it actually does not help the people as much as they say. Um, I think that if you ta- if you lower taxes on the small businesses, that helps a lot. And so if you look at what is actually going to happen, if the, the plan that Biden has in place right now would go to fruition, is that anybody that makes over $400,000, they're going to have a raise in their taxes. And so it's going to go... Um, 
to 39.6%. So what that means is we have a progressive tax here. So as you make more money, different chunks of your income fall into different brackets, and then those brackets, brackets are taxed. Um, at that, those dollar amounts are taxed in those specific brackets. So anybody that makes $401,000, that $1 that's over $400,000, that's going to get taxed at 39.6%, or to a better way to put it, they're going to lose 40 cents for every dollar because it's going to go to the government um, if they can't expense certain things off of it. Okay, um, there's also going to be new limits on deductions, and there's going to be, uh, and they're going to impose a 12.4% Social Security payroll tax on wages above $400,000. So if you make less than $400,000 as an individual or um, income that bleeds into your in your personal um, taxes, then you're only going to get only going to see a tax increase on any dollar that you make above $400,000. And so my opinion on that is that if you think that that's going to affect you and it's going to hurt you, then my guess, my best guess is if I can't argue and prove that it's not, then I would suggest trying to make something that makes you, I guess, more money so you end up in the same position on all those dollars over $400,000. Most average Americans in their combined income do not make over $400,000. My combined income is over $100,000, $150,000, whatever. And so... I still have no impact on that $400,000 at all whatsoever, okay? So that being said, the next, the, another, the other argument that gets brought up is that, well, that's not the big deal. The big deal is that the corporations are going to get taxed, and if the corporations are going to get taxed, then that means that they're going to have less, less after, after um, income profit or they're going to have less profit. And because of that, they're going to have to drive down, you know, other expenses to make up for that increase in taxes. So my opinion is that, yes, that's going to probably happen with certain corporations, um, especially smaller C-Corps, if they have to pay higher income tax. And so if you don't know what a C-Corp is as opposed to an S-Corp or a partnership, so when you start a business, you create the entity within your state, but then you file documentation to say how your business is going to be taxed. So if you've ever heard anybody talk about double taxation, it traditionally applies to corporations. And so what that means is that if you're a shareholder in a corporation, that corporation income gets taxed. So if you're an a shareholder, right? So you have, you know, even if you own 100 shares, like your corporation's money gets taxed and the corporation has to pay that money, okay? That's a that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the corporate tax, okay? It specifically applies to C-Corps in this instance. And so, <clears throat> so if you're a smaller business that is structured like a C-Corp, which there are lots of benefits to be structured like a C-Corp, you're going to get taxed on your corporation, it's going to get taxed, but then you're also going to get taxed on whatever income that you generate from that um, corporation if it's earned income, and then you're also going to get taxed on any dividend income that you generate. So you do get taxed quite a bit, and that's what most Republicans think is out of hand, that there's just over an overburden of these taxation things because they're different. And if you really think about it, 
yes, that does seem like a lot of tax because then you have tax, like you have consumption tax, you have what's called a wealth tax, you have your property taxes. So uh, when Adam Smith talks about taxes, you know, um, in his writings, you know, traditionally taxes, you want them to be easy to understand and you just want it to be pretty, you know, simple. But we have a really complicated tax system in the United States because we utilize taxes to um, push different agendas um, based off of the po- pol- the po- based off of the parties that are in in office, and so <clears throat> so the C corporations, um, the big business C corporations. I don't think that they're going to have a big problem. You might see some some types of layoffs, things like that. But we were going that anyway because of COVID. So I really don't think that 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 is going to hurt us. And by the way, that's going from 21% to 28%. Historically, I think on average, at least when I was in business school, we were always taught that in our modeling, we use a 35% tax bracket. Now, when you hear people like say that Jeff Bezos doesn't pay any money or Amazon doesn't pay any money, they're talking about the C corporation taxes. So they have, you know, lots of money to pay people like, I don't know who their tax person is. So it could be KPMG, it could be um, Deloitte, it could be PWC, I think is the other one. Um, And then there's another one. And so they probably pay them and they pay them really, really well to tax plan so that they have the minimal amount of taxes that gets paid on their corporation. So I don't really think that those corporations are going to be hurt that bad um, because they make trillions of dollars a year. Now, smaller C-Corps, like if I have my I have an S corp, which I'll explain in a second. But if I had a C corp, then yeah, those taxes would be higher, um, and it would in, impact certain decisions that I would make. Um, but me personally, I would do everything that I can to make sure that I'm taking care of my employees. I personally, this is my personal opinion. I don't have a problem with taxes. I don't have a problem um, with helping people. Not saying that people that have a problem with taxes don't like helping people. I'm sure lots of them do, and a lot of them do, and a lot of them donate money um, and, and things like that. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that my my mentality, it does not affect me whatsoever if I have to pay more taxes. Um, if it gets a little out of hand, yeah, it does suck. I think we need to do a better job managing the people in charge or holding the people accountable so that they manage the budgets better and we can lower some of our consumption. Um, because I think that the best way to stay wealthy as a nation and the best way to stay stay wealthy as a um, government and as individuals is to reduce our amount of consumption, um, which means not spending on stupid shit that we don't need. Um, but I can't make other people do that. So if someone you know doesn't want these taxes, yeah, they have every right to that opinion. And that's one of the main things that we should be you know talking about um, as policymakers in the Senate, in the House, and in your state Senate and state House of Representatives, is that we should be having this. That's a very valid conversation to be having about how we tax people. And and I just want um, people to realize that this election wasn't really about that. And this election had a lot to do with hatred and racism and fascism that um, the conservative groups uh, came out with, especially having Donald Trump as their leader. And that's what I think caused the election to um, shift and go to Biden. But back to what we were talking about. So Yes, if you have a C-Corp, you're probably going to have some strenuous. That's why I'm, you'll probably have some, some strain on your business and your, your money on top of the fact that you have to deal with this COVID crap. Um, and then on top of the fact that we're in a weird spot 
as a government because we need to either keep the economy open and hurt and lots of people, which I'm against, or we need to flow through any rainy day funds that the states have to help small businesses. But then it's going to put all the states in a bad position because they're going to be running out of cash. And so technically, we do need to raise taxes so we can cover this pandemic and help our small businesses out, not the corporations, unless the corporations actually can prove that they they need the help because we don't want those individuals to be hurt. Which leads me into another point real quick, is that liberalism, right, when you when you hear someone call a Democrat a liberal, traditionally, when Andrew Jackson started our party, right, um, even though he did have some racist tendencies and he kicked out Native Americans and there was lots of terrible shit that happened, um, um, terrible um, as it may be, um, it just keeping that part for a side, the idea was to have small government. So in liberalism, you traditionally have smaller government. Um, but the way that the Democratic Party worked out is that you still want oversight because the corporations can get out of hand. So it's more like, yes, we want limited government in our cities and in our states and in our small businesses and things like that, but you still have to have something in place um, because of what happens when the trusts got so out of hand in the early 1900s and Teddy Roosevelt had to bust the trusts up because of how they were monopolizing and, and taking the money. And so it was a terrible, terrible thing that they did. Corporations still try to get or do certain things like that now. And that's what we're trying to prevent happening because a free market, right, without those types of oversight will lead to the same thing that happened when we didn't have those types of oversight. Because when you are at the top, it's very hard to see the people that are at the bottom. So when you're doing these things, you're doing them, you may not have like actually have an idea in your head and say, I mean, I want to take as much money from all of these people and hurt everybody. No one probably is having that idea. It's just that when you're at the top, you're like, let's see how we can do this to make more money because you are shifted away from the common man and the average person. And that's what the problem is. So that being said, you can expect if you're a C-Corp to have your taxes now. The other way, or you, if you are a C Corp, you will have a tax increase and it would it may in negatively impact your business. Talk to a tax professional. They'll help you to minimize that tax burden. Okay, so the next thing is if you're an S Corp, okay, S Corps um, essentially are corporations that are taxed differently. Um, they're taxed like uh, possibly partnerships where the taxation of it, it flows down into the owner's tax brackets. And so that's what we have right now. And so it doesn't have that other taxation when it comes to the dividend income because essentially the, well, it can, but essentially it, if the business makes 200,000, okay, and you paid yourself 50,000 and then you, that 200,000 bleeds through to the individuals and there's other taxings that you can do to minimize this. But essentially for the purposes of this conversation that now I would have a $250,000 tax bill, okay? And, and well, not a bill, but that's what my taxes would start at if that was my net profit. If it was 200,000, that would bleed through to me. The taxes, the way that the taxes are actually done is a little bit different, but we could say that I have a 250,000 income coming on to my um, taxes and then I have to pay taxes on 250,000. But so that part, 
only affects people still up to that 400,000 because those are individual taxes. It's not the same as that 28% increase on the corporation taxes because I, it, when that income bleeds through into the 1040 income statement, you just get taxed on those dollars as if it was income coming to you as an individual. And so you would still have the same tax bracket structure up to that 400,000. And then over that 400,000, it would be hit. Okay, so in that case, if you are a strong small business that is profiting above 400,000 and you don't have a plan in place or or there's no cuts or there's no credits or there's no um, uh, laws in place that if you if that bleeds through, then you would have to pay that amount of money. Um, So that's something to really think about. And again, I'm just talking about this because. I'm not afraid of a Biden presidency. Just talk to a tax official, a tax planner. They have the full education on it. They can go deep dive with you rather than just relying on, you know, me talking about it here. Uh, So that's something that you should do. Okay. then the other thing that happens with the tax, the the Biden tax plan is that capital gains um, uh, at, at death change. So essentially they're used to they're. So the Obama administration had a plan that allowed an exclusion of $100,000 per person, okay? And it was it changed up for inflation, plus an existing inclusion for principal residences of $250,000 per person or $500,000 per married couple. So a married couple with no assets beyond an $800,000 house they bought for $100,000, they would owe nothing. However, if a married couple with $500,000 in unrealized stock gains and no other assets would owe taxes on $300,000 of capital gains at death. And so that does change. And the reason why you're going to see a lot more of this is because of the progressive branch that's inside the Democratic Party, um, which I actually, um, that's the um, that's the branch that I kind of uh, am part of, is the progressives. And so essentially what we want is we want to see different taxations of wealth, um, so which is actually a communist idea. Um, so don't get scared. Just go read up on communism and communism manifesto. So one of the communist ideas in there is that you want to have higher taxes on um, um, at death for those assets of those individuals, unless they're in some type of trust or some other entity owns them. And the idea behind that is because it helps lower wealth transfer so that you don't have these big jumps from people gaining wealth into their next generations. Okay, so I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. But I also agree that if we do a better job educating people on how trusts work and how um, foundations work and a a lot of wealthy people, for the most part, from my experience, when you get up to the, those high, those really high values of wealth, they want to do good for people. Um, and so having a family foundation or a, a business foundation even, um, and, and giving some of that money does lower those taxes and that transfer of wealth. Um, you can do that transfer of wealth a lot better through a trust, or in my opinion, through a limited liability company. Um, that's what I do um, with the, the stocks that I own of October Revolution Corporation. Um, that's what Bill Gates does with his LLC. That's what uh, the Waltons do with their Walton family LLC. Um, so that when they die, it's based, it doesn't affect that transfer of wealth because they have been, they have 
ownership structures in place within that LLC to take over as membership. And that's their form of owning those dollars. And so when that passing happens, that money is already inside of that LLC. And so they aren't subject to these taxes. And those are certain tax things. When you hear people talk about tax loops for the wealthy and things like that, or they structure things and things of that nature, like Biden has, I believe, a family foundation or a family LLC, which helps reduce those taxes. That is a very common thing if you talk to a tax planner. The problem is, is that average Americans, lower class Americans, they don't understand that. And it does benefit everybody at that transfer of wealth. Um, And so it kind of goes against lowering that transfer of wealth um, as far as making people equal. But if the LLCs manage properly, that wealth doesn't just go out to individuals um, uh, to have these large sums of money. But that's the idea behind what the 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 uh, the uh, Republicans call a death tax. It's just it's a wealth transfer tax or a wealth tax. So when you hear uh, Elizabeth Biden talk about a wealth tax, that's what she's talking about. Um, we already have a wealth tax. It's on um, property currently, and then that's also a wealth tax of that transfer of wealth to death. Um, so that's when our wealth gets taxed. Um, so let's see here. What else is likely to change in a Biden? Um, we already talked. And uh, so he is going to appeal the tax laws, like I said, except for anybody who's making over 400, um, anybody who's making under $400,000 um, in income. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about how it affects households besides that $400,000 increase. So most of the tax increases that he has is going to affect high income individuals. And we usually look at that as over $400,000. Sometimes it's over $500,000. Let's see. So, let's see, no household. So, and just so you know, I'm looking this up at Wall Street Journal. I think the Wall Street Journal is a fine source, even though it's owned by Fox. Um, uh, so, I guess one of the other things is it, do the tax increases really harm the economy? So it depends on what you're looking for to accomplish in the economy. If everybody's looking for um, all individuals to have the most money possible um, and not being, I want to word this right because I don't want to be sarcastic in the wording of this. It, It can hurt the economy because taxes do increase and that's less money that we have to spend on stuff. But the average person isn't going to see much of a tax increase because most people aren't going to have over that $400,000 tax, um, the, the taxes. Where it hurts is if the corporations have that tax increase and they decide to lay people off. If you don't have a dick corporation, it's really not going to hurt you. The biggest thing that's hurting the economy right now is COVID. Um, and to be honest, and this is, again, again, Democrat Party, Party man, you know, I big big uh, pusher of the Democrat Party. Um, but the biggest thing that's going to hurt is if we have to close everything down because of COVID. And so that's where the kind of the problem arises is that if you don't have a vaccine and you don't have a um, 
uh, and we don't understand how the herd immunity is really going to affect. If we close everything down again, we can lower the deaths, which is really, really good, and we definitely, definitely want that. But if we don't have a vaccine and we open it back up, then the same thing happens and it sets our economy back again. And I think that that's the biggest problem that um, that that the 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 non extremist Republicans are. Uh, is their argument for it. So is that is that, yes, we can stop these deaths, right? But as soon as we open the economy back up, those deaths are going to go back up, right? Unless we have a vaccine and the economy is going to be shitty because we were closed down. Uh, so it, it all depends on if you think <laughs> killing people for economic growth is, is beneficial for the economy. I don't think so, but I don't think it's beneficial to kill those people. I don't think people should have to die if it can be avoided. Okay. The problem is, is that whether or not people are willing to work together and have higher taxes to rebuild the cash that we're going to have to use for this shitty time. And so that's one of the biggest things that I think that people have a problem with is that, okay, their states are going to get hurt. Then their states are going to run out of money. So they're going to need money from the Fed. And then what's going to happen when all of this is over? So the money that we do have should go for stimulus. It should go to shut down the economy, right, for long periods of time while we get a vaccine. And we all have to work together. But that's the hardest part is because a lot of us have such strongly different belief systems Right. That they that that um, that it's hard for us to work together. And that's one of my biggest problems with. Uh, when I talk to people is because every people don't think that they should have to to pay their to to help everybody out because they have their own to think of. And that's technically a logical, logical explanation. So then it comes to the fact, well, then if you can't afford it, then the people that can't afford it, maybe they can help out more. And then when you get up to them, they're like, oh, well, some of them, a lot of them, a lot of them are like, yeah, of course we can help out more. We're grateful. We want to help out. Let's help out, help this out. And so, but then the other people are, no, I'm not going to help other people. I didn't have to, you know, I had to work so hard for all of this. I'm not going to help people. They can do the same thing that I did. And that's where the mindset difference is. And so I don't know. I don't think the economy is going to be worse off because Biden's president. I don't think people have to be scared for anything. Uh, I am pro-gun, so if I were president, no one's taking guns away. Um, I think that we need guns to, in my opinion, without being as, you know, as uh, as not as sarcastic or being weird about this. I think that a better idea for guns is to have people get um, training to have a gun. Um, because it does a couple of things. One, if you're crazy and you want to get a gun and kill people um, and you can't find someone off the street to do it, then you need to go to a gun you know, dealer and you need to do your background check and you can get a gun. And if you don't have any you know, how bad things, then you can have a gun. Cool. And then you go and kill people. What happens is those types of people that are that have that mentality, they would go and get help. They would have this training program. And because that training program maybe could be two weeks or three weeks or whatever, it kind of eases that it, it kind of changes or calms them down of whatever anger that they were feeling when that happened. In some cases, it may not. But traditionally, the 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 the, the research that's been done on it is that that would probably be a more effective way to stop these gun, um, these gun, uh, 
these massive mass shootings than to allow than to put more restrictions on the type of weapons that we have. And so I'm an advocate for people having a license that has training associated with it to be able to get a gun. Um, and obviously that wouldn't affect the people that already have the gun, a gun. Um, and then also I believe that those background checks, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how the law works because it, I'm not, I'm, I'm pro gun, but I'm not, a, you know, I don't, have you know a whole you know room full of guns and so i believe that those background checks aren't effective when you're doing dealer or when you're selling as individuals at like gun shows and so we could put that in place at those gun shows as well um other than that i don't think reducing the guns really does anything and so i i don't per i don't think that the government's going to get into a place um where we have to be able to to overthrow the government. Um, but we did get into places where the military was called out to possibly fire on citizens um, if things didn't get back into place with these riots, and that should never be a thing, and that's when you would utilize those guns. Um, and so that would be fighting your government back or going and taking someone out of the White House if we had to do it. Um, so uh, I think guns do serve a place. Um, that was the Per, my opinion of the purpose of the Second Amendment, um, even though it does reference a, a well-regulated militia, but the idea behind that was the well-regulated militia would be of individuals that were in the society so that they would need the guns and then they would join up with the militia group and that's how they would fight things. But anyway, um, so, so uh, I don't think that abortion is going to be impacted. I don't think that guns are going to be impacted. I think that the main thing that we need to focus on is the COVID. Um, but I don't think that there's any reason to be scared that Biden's in office. Uh, and I don't think that there's going to be anything detrimental that's going to happen to your small business or your corporation or your big business um, with these tax increases. But the one thing that I consistently, consistently deal with with clients um, business clients is that they don't understand how the taxes work. And I sometimes feel that their accountants don't understand how the taxes work. Um, and that's because some of these are small businesses. Accounts have a lot of people. They don't sometimes take the time to dive deep with their people. They don't do a lot of tax planning um, with their individuals. And tax planning is something that all individuals should do as an individual or as a business. Um, and it's something that you should look at maybe every quarter, if le at least not if you're not you know super wealthy or middle or um, uh, above six figures, maybe every six months or something along those lines. Um, but you don't want to get into a place where these tax increases do happen and you didn't uh, effectively manage your business to um, take that into account. The other problem that arises is that when we don't have money to pay the owners of our businesses, we just don't pay the owners of our businesses. We always take care of the employees first. And so, and that's what a lot of small, small businesses do. Um, so, I mean, you may not have the money if the tax increases, you might have to cut back on your, your income. One of the best things that I've ever heard is, uh, as I study family businesses, Kikomon. Kikomon company, they make the, um, they make the, uh, the, uh, what's that stuff called? The, uh, soy sauce, the light, light salt soy sauce. And then they have the red can and the yellow, the green can, sorry, uh, the, the green can. And so when Kikomon in their charter, I believe it is in their corporate charter, because they're a publicly traded company now in, in um, Japan, that if things are getting bad before they lay anybody off, they reduce 
the income of every single individual within the company, including the CEO, to make sure that they do not have to lay anybody off or fire anybody. And so that is a great family business mentality. And I believe that family businesses, a lot of them have some type of that mentality. I don't think family businesses want to fire people, um, but they also want to take more money for themselves sometimes. And some of them are greedy. Um, but that's something that's something that uh, uh, if you have your small business, you need to decide. But I think that one of the best things that you could do is get more educated on taxes, get more educated on tax planning, um, and, and work harder with your accountant. A lot of people just rely on their accountant and they don't have their own ledger system in their um, – in their uh, they don't have their own uh, accounting in their company. And so a lot of the times they don't have up-to-date information on what's happening with their business because they rely on their account to do it. Um, and so one of the things that needs to happen is we need to have different types of accounting or bookkeeping, at least, that has more virtual bookkeeping that allows people to get better at um, uh, staying up-to-date with their uh, finance, their, 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 um, their financial statements. And that's one of the things that I see a lot too with my clients. So there's a lot of work to be done with these small businesses and they could do a lot better. Um, and they wouldn't really feel that much of an impact from these taxes. But anyway, I just wanted to come on here and, and tell my opinions about this Biden uh, presidency. I'm happy that there is a Biden presidency. I feel that the Democrat Party has a lot to do um, with our leadership in the Democratic Party. Um, I think that Biden was the best choice to get Trump out of office. Um, I'm excited to see if he does end up being a, a, a really good president. I'm not sure if he, he will. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Um, I was even rooting for Donald Trump at the beginning. I was trying to give him a chance. Um, but that just went to shit. And so I'm glad that uh, he is out of office. And uh, I hope that we have a good, prosperous uh, next four years under the Biden presidency uh, and under uh, Kamala Harris, the first woman um, in a vice president position. And not only that, she's a, a black woman. So that is phenomenal. And I hope that our country continues to be liberal and progressive. Um, so I will talk to you guys later. Um, again, these were my thoughts and opinions not related to Age of Radio or any business that were associated or October Revolution Corporation or any of the October Revolution Corporation shareholders. I will talk to you later. Have have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.